you know, the title for today is, um, it's always about Jesus. <laughs> Last week it was that it's all about Jesus. And as I was praying and asking God what, what to talk about this week, you know, we're gonna, we always talk about Jesus. So that we just, I just titled it, it's always about Jesus. It's always about Jesus. And I hope that you all had a wonderful 4th of July and that you were all safe. You know, I know it was pretty crazy out there with all the fireworks all, all across. And, you know, um, I saw a huge tree catch on fire in the city of Norwalk. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of intense. And people hopefully are safe. But, you know, we're here. We're here to celebrate God despite... Everything that's going on, we're here to, 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 to worship our Lord. We're here to give God glory. And we remember that we are here to love God, to love one another, and also to demonstrate that with the power of his Holy Spirit. That's why we're here. And in the current situation that we're all in, there's a lot of stress. There's depression. There's a lot of depression out there. A lot of people are feeling sad and depressed and, you know, the... I mean, the, the shutdowns and the restaurants started to open up and there was, you could see people starting to have a little joy eating together, now they're shut down. And so, so there's, a lot of, there's a lot of depression and a lot of things like that. And when, when uh, you know, the 3rd of July is usually the city of La Mirada does this big gathering out here. It's a wonderful gathering, it's beautiful, you know, but it's a lot of people, usually about 10, 20,000 people and the fireworks show and everything, so they canceled that. And, um, and all the different shows throughout the, throughout, um, the, play, the cities. And uh, when I was sitting there on TV watching the news and when they said, you know, we're gonna, you can watch it, virtual fireworks show, my, the, 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 the look on my daughter's face was kind of, it just hurt my heart because she just looked and said, she said, Dad, she says, it's not all about the colors. She says, it's about the sounds too. And my daughter's seven years old and, and it just hurt me to see that, that um, that she was hurt because of it, and you know, uh, w you know, with within the city, you know, I also meet with with pastors uh, frequently, and uh, at least once a month we we break bread together, and 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 you know we couldn't do that now, and so we, we had a Zoom call where we just got together to bounce ideas off of you know each other and to pray for one another, and you could see on the faces and the voice of all the pastors the burden. The almost kind of despair that's happening right now and, um, and, and there's a frustration happening and there's even some people are on the brink of even depression and um, the thing is that I, I know that if we're feeling like that as you know also you guys are probably feeling like that too in one way or another and, and so you know I'm, I'm frustrated with everything that's going on it's very frustrating I'm frustrating at how our country has become the divisiveness that is happening in our country. You know, it's, it's hard to see. It's hard to see that families are divided. It, it, it's, families are divided on, on, do you wear a mask? Do you not wear a mask within your family? There's, there's division within families. To hear our state tell us that we shouldn't have family gatherings was, is hard. And, and, and it, it, it's hard. The divisiveness has filtered into the church. You know, some people, should we go to church? Should we not go to church? There's so many restrictions. How do we do church? You know, here's how you're supposed to do it. Here's the, you know, there's so many restrictions. And, um, but that's not why we're here. We're here for Jesus. 
We're here to praise Jesus. That's the reason why you're here. That's the reason why I'm here. That's the reason why we exist as a church, to praise Jesus. And there's, you know, we say it all the time that Jesus is here with us. But today, for some reason, there, there, there seems to be, feel like a, a different emphasis on that. You know, the Lord put in the, in the heart of our worship leader that same thing. And in all of us, that Jesus is here with us. He is here with us. And he's here with the, if you're watching us and you're not here, he's there with you too. And I hope you understand that God does understand what you feel. God understands what you're going through. God understands everything that you're going through. And the scripture that I have for today is found in Matthew. Matthew 11, verse 28. Where the Lord says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and will find and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light the Greek word here for rest means to calm to comfort to refresh you know it, it's a you know in the Old Testament it, it, it's a concept of rest is to release pressures and tensions in life and the fact that all of us, from time to time, we need help from one another. Maybe all the time, but we need help. And sometimes we look to one another, and it's a good thing to have somebody that you can lean on. It's a good thing that you have somebody that you have. But, but you know what? Having somebody is not always enough. It's great. It's great to have people that you can count on. But you know what? Like I said, they might not be strong enough. Or sometimes they're not smart enough. Or sometimes they're not stable enough. We're all human. And we all fall short. None of us have all the answers. None of us are God. That's why we need to make it a habit to go to the Lord with all of our needs. We have to go to the Lord with all of our needs. And God is inviting us to do so this morning. And He is here. Come to me, he says, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. His yoke is easy to bear, and the burden that the Lord gives us is light. You know, life and stress, they go kind of hand in hand. Life and stress happen all the time. We all, we all have this. We, we, we all experience it. There's no getting around it. There's just no getting around it. Around it. And some of us try to relieve stress with, with different outlets. Some of us, you know, bring it to food and, and we relieve stress by eating. Some people get into drugs. Some people use alcohol. Some people burn the midnight oil all night long. They're, they're on the computer and online and surfing the internet only to pay the next morning when they know they haven't got enough sleep. Ultimately, the only way that we can find rest the only way that we can find rest is through Christ, through Christ Jesus. And he says to take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. The yoke, if, if you're familiar with the term in, in the scriptures, there's not a lot of farmers that we have here in the city, but the yokes are something that they used to put on the animals, a wooden plank that would 
harness the animals together and it would have the, the it would use the strength of the animals to, to do to do the work and, and that's and that's that yoke it would pull it together and being yoked together with Christ means to rely on him to rely on our Lord Jesus Christ for our burdens and to accept the necessity that we need to walk with him we need to accept that that we need to walk with our Lord Jesus Christ with him side by side we need to walk with him in everything that we do. And Jesus is saying, let me, be, let me, let me team up with you. Let me, let me join together and we can pull this load together. Together we can deal with the stresses of life. Jesus is saying, together we can carry your cross. Together I will lift your burdens and help you lift the burdens of other people as well. Together we will be victorious over the things that seek to destroy you. And believe me, there are things that seek to destroy us. This year is seeking to destroy us. I know that, that you know, plenty of, plenty of us had problems already coming into this year. And, and if, if you look back and you look at our New Year celebrations and, and when, we, when we celebrated the end of 2019 and you know everyone's excited for 2020 and excited for everything that's going to happen and hopefully we'll get some some you know release and our burdens and, and things will be better but this year has not proven to be that this year is filled with i mean COVID 19 the, the in march the economy and the country just came to a screeching halt we have civil unrest, we have protests, we have violence, we have killing, we have looting. And then, and, and then the, some things open up again and then they close down again. People are tired. We are tired. But we have Jesus to lean on. We have Jesus to lean on and together, if you are yoked with Jesus and you allow God to carry your burden, then you can live the life that God has created you for. Because God has created you to live a life with Him. And you can learn from Him. You can learn to be gentle. You can learn to be warm. You can learn to love and be assured. If you're yoked with Jesus, it means that you're going to allow Him to do things in your life and you're going to do the things that He does. You're going to learn to be humble. We're going to learn to put the cares and needs of others before your own. We learn that our relationship with Christ, if we, in our relationship with Christ, we will find eternal life. Abundantly. We will find abundant life in our relationship with God and we experience true freedom in our relationships with God. True freedom. Because we no longer need to do it alone. We no longer need to do it alone. We learn to not look out for Number one, for yourself, for, for, your, for you. Because you're looking, to, you're looking to, to do the things that God wants us to do. You're looking to, to not be in competition with everybody else. And not worry about what, you know, what everybody thinks. And just know that you're just walking with God. Because when we walk with God, we're not too concerned with too many things other than walking with God. When we are truly walking with God, our focus is on Jesus. And that's what we see. It's like we have blinders to everything else and we just see Jesus. And to many people, that's just crazy talk. 
But to the people of God, we know that we need to be focused on Jesus. We need to be focused on our God and not wrapped up in ourselves, but wrapped up in what God wants. Because when we think about ourselves, it's a terrible burden on us. When we think like that, when we live like that, it's a burden that we cannot carry. None of us can carry that burden. Come to me, Jesus says. Come to me with anything, anything that you have. Anything that wears you down. Come to me with any of your burdens. Any of your burdens. Come to me and he will give you rest, is what the Lord says. And he's inviting you today to do just that. To go to him, to come to him. And he will give you rest. This reminds me of, of, of the psalm. The number one psalms, not, not that it's a number, the number one, it's just Psalms 1. It's just, it's for when I read it, I love that Psalms, and this just me, reminds me of it, of God giving us rest. And verse 3 of that, of that Psalm says that you're, if, you're, if, you're, well, if you're meditating on the Word, if you're focusing on the things of God, then you will be planted like a tree planted by streams of water. And when I read that, I just feel so peaceful. And I picture myself just, just like by a little river or just water flowing and just relaxing hearing the water, the sounds of the water hitting the rocks, birds maybe singing, just peaceful. And I, and I, and I feel God's peace. And know that if we, if, we, if we meditate on the word of God, that's how we'll be. We'll yield fruit and season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever he does prospers. But this world has a different plan for us. This world does not want us to rest. This world wants a heavy burden to be upon us. That's not what God wants. If you read through the book of Matthew and you see later on that Jesus has some hard words for the Pharisees as he's, as he's talking to the Pharisees in Matthew 23 and, and verse 4, the, the verses leading up to that, he tells them, you know, you guys don't even practice what you preach. And he says this in verse 4, that they tie up heavy loads and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. The, religious, the religion of Jesus' day was based heavily on rules and regulations. It was a, a weight and a burden that was uploaded, that was, that was loaded on people's shoulders. That was a religion in those days. The Pharisees were the leading sect in the time of Jesus. They were the religious leaders and they had rules upon rules upon rules that had to be followed for every aspect of life. Easily over 500 rules and laws that they had to follow. They made people feel guilty when they couldn't follow those rules. No one is good enough because you can't follow it to the T. But Jesus came to teach the heart of the law, which is to love God and to love your neighbors. He taught people not to judge one another. God desires mercy, not sacrifice. And he told people over and over again how much God loves you. And then to prove everything, to, 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 to prove how much God loves us, he, Jesus went to the cross. Jesus went to the cross. Our God is here this morning. And he went to the cross for you and for me. Only to rise again, to defeat sin and death. 
and the law that stood against us. For all of us, he did that. He went to the cross and he rose again for you to be saved. But even though many people are convinced that God is upset with them or, or, or they feel that, that God is disappointed, they feel that God is disappointed and, and, and that's the thing that God came to erase. You don't have to feel disappointed. You just need to know that God loves you. All you have to worry about is understanding that God cares about you and loves you. So many people feel like they're just not good enough. I can't do enough. I'm just not a good person. I'm not good enough for God to love me. And maybe most of us here have maybe had that feeling at one point or another that we're just not good enough. But Jesus says you are good enough. Jesus says, I'm going to go to the cross for you so that you can have life and have it abundantly. But if we live like that, thinking we're not good enough, then we, we have the tendency to try to be perfect and try to do things so that we can be good enough. And we can never attain that. It's unattainable. And then we become disillusioned and depressed until maybe what happens sometimes is people just give up. Give up. I remember when I felt that I had missed the mark and that I was too far gone in my sinfulness that I wasn't worthy of anything. I still feel that I'm not worthy. But now I know that Jesus loves me and says that I am worthy because he died for me. And I will not cheapen the cross and cheapen what Jesus did and say that I am not worthy because I am because God says I am. And God says that you are. You are worthy of what Jesus did on the cross. You are worthy of his sacrifice for you because he loves you so much, so much. And feeling like you're not worthy is a trap from hell itself. It's a trap of the enemy to keep you away from the love of our wonderful Savior. Some people think God is just watching everything you do. So the moment you do something wrong, he's right upon you saying how bad you're doing. That is not how God does things. That is not how God is. God is watching over you because he loves you. Because he loves you. And Jesus came to show us who God really is. When we look to Jesus, we see God. Jesus is compassionate, merciful, unconditionally loving, and forgiving. That is our wonderful Savior. That is our God. I mean, look at the people that he chose when, when he picked his disciples. These were, these were sinners. These were people that, that were just, you know, not very much in society. And he picked these people and became their best friends. Look at us. He's chosen us to be his children, to be part of his family. Even when you're at your worst, even when you feel like you have gone too far and that God will not forgive you, you need to understand that He will forgive you. There's nothing you can do that could take you from the love that God has for you. Absolutely nothing. Nothing can take you from the love that God has for you. 
If you have your Bibles, if you turn to Colossians chapter 2, you know, God, God makes, us, makes us alive, alive with Him. And Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 13, says, You were dead because of your sins, and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. So yes, there was a time when you were dead in your transgressions. There was a time where you were cut off from God. But then God made you alive with Christ. God made you alive with Christ. For He forgave all of our sins. He forgave all of your sins. Not some of them, all of them. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. Understand that there are spiritual rulers and authorities that want to do us harm. There, are, there is a devil and there is demons and they want to destroy God's people. And they don't come at you in scary demonic forces they come at you through people that they manipulate and control. That's why our fight is not against flesh and blood. It is against the rulers and the principalities that are behind that. And that has already been defeated in the name of Jesus. That has already been nailed to the cross. And we have victory because of the cross. We are not a people that are afraid. We are people that know who our God is. He shamed them publicly by this victory over them on the cross. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or the new moon celebration ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. So Christ himself is our reality. Christ Himself has forgiven us of our sins and has canceled that charge, that, that indebtedness that we have. And Jesus has taken that and stood before us and He does not condemn you, but loves you. He has taken it all away and He nailed it to that cross. So many years ago He did that for us now. And we need to understand that, that Jesus died once and for all. He died so that we can have forgiveness. He died to set us free. Set us free from what? From sin and the entanglement of sin. He has come to set us free from self-hatred and things that we put on ourselves. God has come to set us free and He died so that we may live abundant life fruitful lives in Him. God wants us to, to our lives to, to help others. He wants people to see Him through our lives. That is what the church is all about. And so He calls us, and He says, all of us who are having burdens, who are carrying problems, stuff that are weighing us down, and I know every one of us has problems, Every one of us has a burden. Every one of us. He calls us during times of trials and trauma. He calls us as we mourn. He calls us 
When we want to hurt ourselves, He calls us. When we're stressed and just burned out, He calls on us. And He says, come to me. When, when, when our worship leader, Balmore, said this morning to have your arms raised to the Father, like, like you're just going to the Father, God is here with his arms raised to you guys. God is here with his arms raised to you, saying, just come to me. All of us who are burdened, take his yoke. He's saying, let me be part of your life. Let me help you in all areas of your life. Not some, all areas. All areas of your life. And if we heed that call, if we run to our Father and allow Him to embrace us, we will see that the yoke is light. You won't even feel it, and you, it, it, it just, you will not even feel the dead weight of sin. Because God takes that from us. Instead, it is our joy, the freedom that we have in Christ. Our Christian freedom is that we can have joy in serving Him. We have a freedom. Do you, do you guys understand that having a joy in the midst of terrible things is a freedom that we have? That when we have a joy in the midst of a time where we should not be having a joy, that is freeing. There's a thrill we have when we get to help other people as well. And God wants us to help one another. God wants us to take care of one another. He does. He really does. The opportunity to live a life of praise and thankfulness instead of living a life of fear and obligation. He frees us because He is our God. You were not meant to go through life on your own. You were not created to struggle through life and just scrape your way through. You were created to trust in God. You were created to allow God to be your God. So stop trying to do things on your own. Stop trying to accomplish everything on your own strength and on the wisdom of men. But let us rely on the wisdom of God and on what God wants us to do. Don't just attempt to just take everything on yourself. I'm strong. I could just do it myself. I can get through this. I don't need help. I could just do this myself. I'm going to get through this pain. I'm going to get through this trauma. I'm going to get through it all by myself because I can do it and I don't need help. Don't do that. Don't do that. Trust in God and lean on God. There's no one on earth that is strong enough to help you. Yes, we have people that help us out and pray with one another, and we need that. But there's no one here that can help us more than God can help us. The love of the Father is so amazing. It's just so amazing how God could love us.
And it's amazing to know that God is here. For people that hear us and, and they don't know about God, and they say, well, the church, they're saying, just imagine that God is here. Well, look at all those crazy people. Look at all those people that are just trying to feel good and, and, and imagining things. That's what the world sees. But I don't care what the world sees. Because I know who my God is. And I know, not only me, but with the testimony of saints here and throughout this world, I know that God is here. I know that God loves his people. I know that Jesus forgave me. I know that Jesus forgave you. I know that he is our Savior. And I know that he is the foundation that will never ever crack. He is the rock that will never give way. He is our God. And he is here today. This is not just emotion. It's the presence of God. You know, when the presence of God comes upon us, sometimes we, we shed tears because our bodies just can't take it. But God is here with us. Make no mistake about that. Church, church that's out there, the people of God, God is with his people. And if we choose to keep our eyes on God, we will see great things. I'm using a lot of things that, that our worship leader said today because he's spot on. If we allow God, if we surrender everything to God, then we will see revival. We will see revival. When we put ourselves to the side and put God first, we will see the hand of God. Oh, Holy Spirit. God says, will you come to him today? Will you come to him today? I have nothing else to preach this morning. God says, will you come to him? Now I want you to know, church, I want you to know something. There are a lot of things that could be coming our way that may not be pleasant. But understand that God is with us. Fear not, for the Lord is with his people. Fear not, for the Spirit of God will go before us. Fear not, for he will never leave us nor forsake us. He is your God, he is our God, and he loves us. And when we lift our voices to him, we are not just chanting, we are worshiping. 
worshiping the one and only true God that is above all rule, above everything. There is not one office that is above our Savior. Our Savior is the one and only, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And He is here with us and deserves our worship. And He loves you and He cares about you. So as we finish up, the altar is open. God is saying this morning, come to Him. Come to Him because He loves you.